Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. And this is for all the cheapskates out there that like free stuff. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Dork Trek. Hello and welcome. We are joined today by Jenny Zell. Hello, Jenny Zell. Hi, Bob. And we are joined today by Benjamin McCormick. Hello, Benjamin McCormick. Hi, Bob. How are you? Man, I'm okay. I'm tired, but other than that, I'm good. Uh, I'm exhausted. Yeah, so let's let's. I'm the only one awake for once. I'm Tom beat. I'm I'm exhausted. Like I I can't have caffeine this late, and and I'm drinking a soda right now. A Royal Crown Cola. A Royal Crown Cola. Um, I just finished a frosty uh, iced tea, Louisiana iced tea. Mm. I have been drinking a lot of iced tea lately, but I've been drinking sugar-free. And sugar-free iced tea is pretty, pretty, pretty tasty. I don't care what anybody says. I I'm got in the habit of drinking unsweet tea after I left the South. Because, you, you you know, they, oh, you want sweet tea? Here's some packets. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Yeah. Anybody see, before we get into the episode, any of the Star Trek announcements yesterday well, on Star Trek Day? Star Trek 50, 55th anniversary, and congratulations and, and, and great job. Think Good about job. it. We've been podcasting for almost one-fifth of Star Trek's existence. That's wow. insane. <laughs> right? Like, when you think wow. about it like that? Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been watching Star Trek for... Uh... 45 years is you the best that's insane god help me you the best i don't even want to go into the announcements now because let's go into the announcements it's okay so they put out a a new trailer for prodigy okay the janeway new series the janeway cartoon on nickelodeon and streaming and uh it looks it looks good People are going to bitch because it's not a Starfleet. It's a Starfleet ship and Janeway's on it. And that's it. Because then you've got some little ragamuffins that's still a starship and yeah. go on adventures. I like how they take the command logo, the star logo that's usually in the middle of the badges. And it's turned kind of sideways. And in my head, I was like, yeah, you're turning Star Trek on its ear. Whoa. Yeah, this ain't your dad's Star Trek. I think it's going to be fun for kids. It's it's we need new gateway drugs for yes. uh, Star Trek. In this, exact, I think. No, you're exactly right about that because Star Star Wars has so many ways for kids to get in with the Clone yep. Wars and the Bad Bunch and the all these cartoons that a kids like. I love Star Wars, but they never heard of fucking Luke Skywalker. Like they don't know. They just watch all the cartoons. Yeah. So they got this. It's perfect. And you can't, I mean, you can't let the kids watch Lower Decks. And there were, there was like a mid-season trailer for Lower Decks. And it's just like, okay, yeah, I love every, we're what, like five episodes in to the uh, season. And I'm loving it. It just, the constant string of Easter eggs and references that they make, it's just so much fun. And for somebody who's been watching it, like I just said, for 45 fucking years, um, it's really cool to have something like this. Where, and people are going to bitch about it. Oh, it's not canon. It is canon. But I don't care. I have yeah. for 30 minutes a week. I just sit down and it's like it's it's like animated dork trick, except, you know, you know, less soccer. Ben, you have really come on a journey as a Star Trek fan the past 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, really the, the fact that I, you know, I guess I'm coming to grips. With the fact that I have far fewer birthdays in front of me than I have behind me. Um, right. It's just existential. Well, no, that's part of it, though, is that it's just like I don't have time for that kind of negative energy anymore. It's just what am I burning my cycles on? What am I getting pissed off about? And I'm so pissed off about real life shit now. I don't have any energy (laughs) left to be pissed off about, you know, some make believe show. And so I got to find a joy where I can. It's a really good attitude to have. And right now. Lower decks is giving me all kinds of joy. Like I'm ordering one of the uniforms once they get fat boy sizes back in stock. It's a really great attitude so, to have, Ben. They also did. Um, now, let me ask you a question before yeah. you go on any further. Um, I want to ask: Does this have anything to do with your encounter with Kilt Man at Tidewater Comic Con? I, I don't <laughs> want to. I think that was the seed. I, I honestly think that was a seed that took a long time to germinate, 
And I don't want to be angry kilt man because it's not just kilt man. It's angry kilt. That's man. a door trek shirt right there. Don't be angry kilt man. <laughs> <laughs> you never there. win anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it, they, they lost the vision. Roddenberry's vision of no conflict. And, and they, they got it all dark and gritty. And that was the beginning of the end. I mean, they had, it's called Star Trek. They didn't go anywhere. It's not Star Stay. <laughs> and, and then to just top it off, to further get away from Gene's vision, they had women in powerful roles and acting as equals to the men on the show. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Roddenberry never intended that. Just calm down. It's just wrong. As as time goes on, Major Kira becomes more and more my favorite character on this show. Just the fact that she had a body count and it was just like, hey, that that was life. Sorry. I, I grew up in a fucking camp and it's what I had to do. I'd be killing all them motherfuckers. And, you know, I think I might actually dislike Cardassians uh, more than I dislike Klingons. No, that's not true. No, you, you could say it. I got a lifetime of hating them Klingons. So. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you have 178 episodes of hating them Cardassians. That's all, though. But I've, I mean, I've, I've got 45 years of hating Klingons. So I guess. It's but, like you got to step up your game. Now, Kling- granted, they space Nazis, and uh, the Klingons are just space Russians. Yeah. So, you know, I got to hate we the were space on the Nazis. the side of more. the Russians. For a while. Think about that, Benjamin. Well, you know, initially the, the Russians were with the Nazis, and then, you know, the Nazis turned on them because you can't trust a fucking Nazi. Can't trust a Nazi and a smile. Um, they gave a couple of pictures of from Discovery Season 4, no video. Okay. Um, I'm digging the new uniforms, uh, and now she's Captain Burnham, which ties into they did uh, do a cast reveal for Strange New Worlds. And we saw the new uniforms. That's one thing that I really get tired of with Star Trek productions. It's like, just because you start a new season or a new series, why the God's name do you have to start with a new uniform? Like, yeah, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. It's like, hey, you know, I know the original series, I think they used like three styles of uniform, maybe four. But you don't have to try that. Yeah. For the most of those three years, they had the same uniforms. Yeah. Give that just, a try. Just be consistent. Var- yeah. Just variations of it. Like everybody in that time. Like I don't understand why Discovery would have different uniforms than Enterprise. Well, the like, idea was. But, but that doesn't make sense because like in the Navy, everybody's got the same fucking uniforms no matter no. what ship you're on. It it takes a while. to, And they kind of mentioned that in the episode, first episode of second season when, when Pike comes on board where they mentioned that, you know, the constitution classes were getting the new uniforms first, right? They hadn't rolled it out to the rest of the fleet yet. And whenever we did new uniforms in the Navy, which, you know, I was in for three styles of uniform, it took a while and you'd see, you know, there'd be a, a transitionary period where, you know, I'd see guys in utilities and in dungarees because they I hadn't. Comp- the, and I love the term dungarees. I got a little put off of them because, you know, I, I was feeling pretty cool about myself that I dressed like shipwreck. And yeah. uh, so I couldn't do a good Jack Nicholson back then. Probably you still can't. Can, but can then, you do one now? No, I don't think so. Right. I, I, I don't have a I don't have my my buy in on it yet. Okay. But I'm not Christian Slater. But um, in the 90s. Sick burn right there, dude. You know, because when he was on the Excelsior. But anyway, um. Did Ben just die? Like, what happened? I'm locked up. I it just it's like what froze. happened? Ben's brain reboot. Froze. Reboot. Shit. No. So, um, what was I talking about? I fucking don't know, man. Yeah, uniforms. who knows? So you were talking about uniforms and how uniforms, yeah. the it's, Navy uniforms, yeah, aren't and so always the same, no matter. So I watch a documentary and and I see guys dressed exactly like I am, except they're in San Quentin and instead of their name, they have a number. And I'm like, wait, we're wearing prison uniforms. And then the guys from, you know, the the city were like, yeah, these are jail uniforms. What up? I'm like, shit, that's a morale killer. Yeah. And then we got the gas station attendant uniforms. But, yeah, there's always a transition. So it's harder to buy, though, when you can just, you know, upload the new uniforms to the printer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we see Burnham literally print a uniform one yeah. day. So it's just like, come on, you, you could have printed some new uniforms, but at least they addressed it. 
yeah they, they said something about it but anyway so they have the new uniforms for that they i don't know if did y'all see who they announced because the three that we know came back so anson mount is back as pike noise uh rebecca romaine is back as uh number one noise and ethan peck grandson of the you know famous gregory peck is back as spock noise so that's great but then um like we knew some of these names ahead of time, but we didn't know who they were playing. And so there was this one guy, uh, Babs Olsen Monkun, who uh, they they had announced, and you know he's an African actor, and he uh, I believe Is Nigerian. He? Okay. Um, and he's been in a few. Th- I think he's in Dune, and he may have also been. Well, in to be fair, Roots. Everybody's in Dune. Yeah, like the new in- one everybody in the i think jenny's in dune she just doesn't know it like i am she, yeah she, yeah she's in dune no but you just don't every the whole world isn't that's where dennis is now he's doing some he's doing his sex dune. Yeah. yeah they had to they had to do some extra exterior shots and dennis after dennis is right now well they were like oh well you know they, we thought they were going to bring back some characters from that time and we didn't know who blah 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 and we don't know you know there weren't that many black characters that you could pick from so he's probably a new character I'm sitting there the whole time thinking, no, it's there was a black doctor, Dr. Mbinga, who was the Vulcan specialist, right? He was this, uh, he's a human, he was black, but he was a doctor who was a specialized, he did his internship on Vulcan or some he did shit. Vulcan medicine. Yeah. So when Spot got hurt, he was the one that was like, oh, I've, I know how to deal with this. That guy must have had a really easy job. He had like, one patient. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he was a regular patient. doctor. It's just that he specialized in. Yeah. Vulcan. But still, though, just think about that. Like, he's so, you want to help this guy? No, he's not Vulcan. I, I got to be on just in I'm case because Spot beamed down. Yeah. I got to be, I'm only, gotta I'm be only, ready. I'm only doing Vulcan. So, so that's who this what about guy's that playing. Guy? What about that guy over there? He hurt his leg. Uh, he's not Vulcan. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. I, I might, I might get out of it. You know, I'm, I'm used to Vulcan anatomy now. You know, I could set the bone wrong. Does that motherfucker have green blood? I ain't touching ooh. it. I ain't touching See, it. Ooh, I get red and on my blue outfit. It's, yeah, it's horrible. But that guy having a, that lady's having a baby. Fuck her. No, I don't care. Is it a Vulcan out. baby? Nope. Peace. I'm out. I'm out. So he's Dr. Mbinga. Um, but then I guess uh, Jess Bush, who I'd never heard of before. Jess Bush. She is a playing name. Uh, nurse Christine Chapel. Oh, okay. That's gonna so, be nice. that's gonna be big shoes to fill right there. Well, I mean, also, well, Rebecca Romaine with number one. Yeah. Both both characters were yeah. played by Major Barrett. Yeah, but at the same, but I mean, we only saw that number one for one episode. One episode. I mean, this character Chapel has a whole like <laughs> yeah. three into the movies. Yeah, like she's big time. Like that's yeah. gonna be people are gonna be pissed about that. It's not gonna go the way they want to do. I gotta feel somebody would never say that. One of the shows, uh the preview shows was like, you know, we thought it would be funny if they had uh cast Rebecca Romaine as Nurse Chapel and just you know have her with blonde hair as Nurse Chapel and with dark hair as number, number one. one. And just like kind of make that run th- between the rooms, like switching the wig on as she runs it. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> All this time, it was the same person, even in the universe. All right. So Christine Chapel, though, there was an episode where we find out the reason that she joined Starfleet and went into space was to, to find her. Them, suck all them space dicks. Well, no, to find yeah. uh, her fiance, Roger Corby, huh. who had gone missing, uh, uh, you know, in deep space. And so that's why she joined in hopes to, to find him. So. Maybe they address that. Maybe they don't. The really big news, though, this young actress named uh, Celia Rose Gooding. She's playing a uh, young cadet named uh, Nayota Uhura. So that's going to be kind of big. This is one, you know, because that's the one that's going to cause problems. Yeah, totally. Because, Mm. you know, people love Uhura. Yeah. People Mm -hmm. were mad when Zoe Saldana got the part. And it's just like... Yeah, and you know they've kind of warmed to her over time, but Nichelle Nichols is such like a beloved person in in mm-hmm. Star Trek. Like the all the work she did with NASA and JPL recruiting astronauts, um, you know, going to schools and speaking and getting kids interested in science and math and stuff. It's those are the big shoes to fill, and uh, so that that's going to be kind of interesting to see how it goes just you know with the the brief seconds we have with them in the the little 
announcement thing, though. She looks promising. I, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely willing to give her a chance. I mean, um, they've done a fantastic job with casting so far. Yeah. I I don't feel it's just you get to, when you start choices. getting into the main cast though, because now we have Spock and Uhura, you mm-hmm. know, cast from the original. And somebody's like, "Hey, are we gonna see Cadet Kirk?" And then somebody else pointed out, "It's like, hey, if this is like eight or nine years before Kirk's time, and Cadet Uhura is already on board." Is she getting promoted like really slow? She's the Harry Kim of the original series. <laughs> I'm, I'm fr- I mean, I thought that was uh, Chekhov, but you know, he made Commander pretty quick. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see um, how. It, I, I believe we'll just say we'll see how it goes for all of that. There's a new ANR character, um, the uh, blind, pale, Andorian people. That's fun. Like, there's two races on Andor, and the Andorians and the ANR. So this is the first one we've seen since uh, Enterprise. Um, there's a helmsman uh, named Erica Ortega. And then there's uh, this other new character, um, Laon Noonien Singh. What? And it's just like, wait. Um, you know, already, yeah. Is, you know, that's like going to your first ship and it's like, oh, and here's your ship mech, uh, shipmate, Mary Hitler. And you're like, <laughs> God, that name, that name sounds familiar. Uh, where have I heard that before? So Sally Stalin, <laughs> yeah, you know, and there's Margot Mussolini. But <laughs> so it's they're like, well, yeah, but at the same time, other people had that name. So we don't know if that's going to be a connection or not, but that's right. that's the cast. They also did Picard stuff, uh, and Picard is renewed for a third season. Already? And the second season isn't even aired. Um, that- second season is going to be time travel. Yay. They go back to the early 21st century Woo-hoo. because Q fucks with the timeline, and now all of a sudden the Federation is a dark, tyrannical uh system and picard is like some you know tyrannical dictator leader that sounds not good so i i just i'm I'm like if the whole season is time travel and alternate universe yeah i don't know how i'm gonna be digging that i thought they were bringing the borg queen in they are they're bringing Mm. the borg queen they're bringing q there's a lot going on in this season of star trek right And that's all from Star Trek Day that I got. Um, Let me know if I can skip ahead to season two. (laughs) Because I don't feel like watching season one. You really need to watch season one. Do I? Yeah, Yeah. come on, guys. Don't leave me here. I mean, I'll watch it eventually when we have to review it. I mean, I'm I'm all the way out here (laughs) in this final frontier by myself having watched everything. I'm like all the way up to date with all of it. Ben, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to catch up. I watch it on I watch it on two times speed. I catch up. I do it in one and a half. I mean, think about it. You can be done with lower decks in thirteen minutes at one and a half speed. (laughs) I don't think I could digest lower decks. There's just so much that happens in every. It was already too much energy for me. Like I watched a couple episodes and I was like, man, I can't. See, I think that's a great thing to get the zoomers in, though. My head, my head cannon is the main character, the African American cadet. Uh-huh. She's a cokehead, and that's why she's always talking so fast. Yes, she's 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 on cocaine. That's why I, I love that her I love her <laughs> oh, mom god. is from a different world. Oh god! <laughs> I just right. I think they're all pretty fast. So yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I I mean, again, that was something that I watched like the first three episodes of, and I was like, this is cool, and then I just didn't watch any more of it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like immediately put off by it, like with, and I hate to say it with Picard, I was just kind of like. Meh. So if if you guys are only like three episodes in, there I want to I want to give you a spoiler. There's 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 a scene in this season where they go to this. Uh, you remember the collector who tried to kidnap Data? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so they There's a collector who uh, dies, and so they've got to clean out his uh, collection or something. And when they get there, it's just like, oh yeah, you know. We'll clean out this collector's collection, and somebody's like, oh, "Wait, isn't this the guy that tried to kidnap Data?" And one of the other cast members is like, "All of them tried to collect Data." 
but then they get there and they're going through his collection and they go into this one room and hanging from the ceiling is this 50 foot skeleton with a tattered blue uniform. That's cool. And I'm just like, Oh my God, that is so awesome. Yeah. I like the fact that, uh, I mean, it's, it's Canon. It happened on, on screen. So 50 foot Spock is indeed Canon. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm all for them. 50 foot Spocks. 50 <sighs> well, let's get to cold fire. Let's get to the reason why we're here after cold we, fire. after we summarized, um, the, uh, Star Trek day and happy 55th anniversary to Star Trek. This is, uh, 10 months later yep. we're, we're going back to the caretaker we it's meet been a less than a year bob it's yeah, been it's less, been than, less a than a year. year 10 months 10 months and they're already running into the second caretaker because if we remember there were two caretakers in the beginning of the series one of them stayed and one of them left and this is all about the other caretaker and there's a whole bunch of other Ocampas out there and they're mm -hmm. doing their Ocampa thing, but they're like superpower Ocampa. We only ever meet one of them, which I find odd. Um, yeah. we, we meet one of them. His name is Tannis. Um, like Tan I almost didn't believe that there was any other ones because they yeah. didn't show them to us. I didn't think oh, so. Oh, no, no. There's, there's, there's a bunch. Sure there's, there are. Just, just come over. Hangs oh, out with my yeah. my princess girlfriend who lives in California. Yeah, I don't know. She goes to a different school. Yeah, that's that's the whole vibe. Like at some point, I thought that we were going to get that. Like there are no other Ocampa. It's just him, and he's just a creep who lives out in space, which would have been cool. I mean, the episode was kind of cool. It was kind of scary at points. Yeah. It was real thirsty, like real thirsty. <laughs> like this whole episode, everything was just felt real horny. Like all the dialogue. All the acting between Kess and Tannis, which mm -hmm. it just felt real, real horny the whole time I'm watching it. That's all I'm thinking. Yeah. Reach out and feel it for the first time. Feel my fire. <laughs> like, it's like, what is happening here? It's like, I have the clap. Yeah. I, I honestly, <laughs> I honestly think somebody accidentally was like writing a porno and then they got their their files mixed up in the dialogue and they're like oh should i turn in the porno dialogue for the star trek and the star trek dialogue for the porno well you gotta remember this is like 19, late 1995 when they're writing this yeah so you know which is crazy that the first episode was in january and this is november um in real life but you know you're you're writing it up you know doing word processing is new he's using this new computer and he's going to email yeah his script in and he's got the porn email and he's got the, the star trek email buff johnson it's just at, it was so easy to to mix those up buff johnson 69 at aol.com <laughs> see he meant to send it to bill johnson yeah, at, yeah, yeah. at paramount yeah. and he actually sent it he just typed in he put b and then it's it auto filled and then yeah. he was like yeah mm -hmm. click and didn't think about it and it's just like shit but um but yeah, it's real hot. Like this whole episode is just, yeah. Like Tannis is just like, yeah, she's mine. And I don't even really ever, they don't ever really fully explain why Tannis wants her besides just wanting her. Like, I don't know if he wants her physically or for her potential mental abilities or, but he just does. Well, I think, I mean, I think he wants her because of that, but then the caretaker is like, yeah, but I got some revenge. Yeah, I, I want to blow up their ship, son. Because that's, I mean, that's how we get pulled into this is the fact that the remains, that, that crusty uh, rock remains from the original caretaker in the first episode. Because when he died, he contracted down into that little, like, rock thing. Yeah. And now he's vibrating. And they're like, is he alive? Is he coming back? They're getting some weird energy off of them. And then so like they uh they 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 locate the other caretaker by trekking the trek and turning it into like a beacon or something. And they can find the other space station. It's yeah. just kind of similar to the original caretakers, except a little smaller. Yeah. Which is funny that they have the exact same house. Except smaller. Except smaller. <laughs> well, it's cause she makes less money because she's a woman. You know, sixty cents on the dollar. Yeah, so yeah, and that's it's a shame it happens out in space. Is like sixty percent of the size of the other one. Yeah, and it sucks too that even like in outer space in the gamma quadrant, it's still that way. It's like, man, can't we haven't come any further than that, man? It's a damn shame. I just think it's neat that you can use the same model and you just zoom out a little bit more. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the same one except smaller. And I don't see what the problem is. 
we just saved a bundle of money on special effects this week. So shut the fuck up, y'all. Get paid. And then Tannis is all like, "Yeah, I'm here, and I got all the people." And we, oh yeah, we're we're old Ocampo. We lived to like twenty or something. And she yeah, like, was he like fourteen? And, then and she's just like, like Ooh, "That's so amazing. I've never met anyone so old before." Which makes her relationship with Neelix even creepier. At least she's adolescent now. Yeah, and she's to be, two. To be fair, I mean. We didn't know any Ocampa could live this long. Like, this is clearly an outlier. Mm-hmm. And they try to explain, like, well, they've been given uh, powers by their technology, by their dude or whatever her name is. I forget what they call her. Yeah, she had a name. Suspiria. Oh, yeah. Suspiria. They were just making up all kinds of names in this episode. I remember that because it sounded like a name of, like, a horror movie or something. Oh, what you went you like, went out on me for a second? Elvira hosts. Oh, I, I said it uh, sounds like the name of a horror movie, like Elvira hosts Suspiria see, After I, Dark. I could see that, or like a like a sugar alternative. Yeah. See, I thought it was like one of those things that you know the FDA is recalling all Romaine lettuce <laughs> after Suspiria outbreak uh, was discovered. Mud and the lettuce. And then at one point they did. Um, there was another thing that they mentioned because he said Suspiria, but then there was another place uh, uh, like the, you'll go to another like with Aspiria will take you to a location. And that sounded like a weird made up name too. Well, she, I know that the, the creature gives off, what was it? It said Sporocystian energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a. Uh, Sounds made uh, up. Yeah, definitely made up. <laughs> And the fun part is the guy who plays uh, Tannis is a guy named Gary Graham. Yep. And, and according to his uh, Wikipedia page, he's a contributor to, to Breitbart News. <laughs> that is so disappointing. Wow. Yeah. That is so disappointing because he played on uh, the t- TV series uh, Alien Nation. Mm-hmm. And he played a recurring character on Enterprise. So he's oh, okay. one of those like longtime sci-fi TV sci-fi yeah. guys. I knew he was one of those guys that like I knew his face, but I didn't know from where. And I was like, he must have been in a Law and Order episode or something. Or, but Probably. I just I couldn't place him. I don't know if he did. Let's see if he did Law and Order. He did the Commission, sure Grace Under Fire. No, I don't see. It. He's more of a sci-fi guy. He did a Diagnosis mm. Murder and Ally McBeal. Yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger, Nash Bridges, Jazz. He's he seems more of a CBS guy yeah. than an NBC guy. Diagnosis yeah. murder with CBS. He was on Mantis uh, for a few episodes. Nice Nash Nash Bridges, Jag. Yeah, he's more of a Crossing Jordan. He's a CBS guy. It looks like. Oh, he was on Nip Tuck. Mm. Got to get a check. And he's in Star Trek Renegades, which is what like a. <laughs> web series yeah it's that I, it's that tuvok series that he made where you got a lot of the star trek actors to come back and and play different parts and stuff mm-hmm. or it's it's like in the future and there's a crisis and i i just get I there's so many well-made fan productions that it, it just bugs me when the actors get together and like do these things they just gotta one-up all the fans and, but they don't like pay attention to any kind of continuity and they just kind of go off the rails with whatever their personal cause is. So it's just like, oh, the, the ecology, we have to, we have to do something about, uh, you know, saving the world. So let's do this heavy handed metaphor for global climate or, oh, I don't like um, how political things have gotten and the right wing taking power. So in this episode, um, there will be a right-wing Starfleet officer, and we have to take him. And it's just like, calm down. Let me just go watch Star Trek Phase Two with the touchy guy, and uh, you know the guy that likes to inappropriately touch people. And you mean Tuvok? No, it like so. There's Star Trek Phase Two, and then there's continuing voyages, and one has the anime voiceover actor, and the other one has the Elvis Presley uh, look-alike. Okay. And I can't, I always get the two series mixed up because I found them about the same time. But mm-hmm. they basically said, hey, boom, we're the fourth season of Star Trek. Ooh, that's and fun. so, like, they took the original blueprints and the stages and stuff. And this, they, the, well, I know the one guy literally built out stage nine. Wow. 
um, like it was at Desilu. Wow. And so it looks terrific. And you can go take tours up in up in upstate New York now. That's right. You were, we were talking, we've talked about that in the past. I will absolutely go there someday once all this nonsense is over. So you're never going to go. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but it's, it pisses me off because I drove through that area one time. And if I'd known that was where it was, I would have like taken a detour pre COVID. But anyway, no, so those, some of those episodes are really good. <laughs> Jenny, you and, sound like a cat when you do it. You sound like a cat starting a lawnmower. <laughs> Well, that's because my cats mow the lawn. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> well trained. But uh, he actually was able to get actors from Star Trek to come in. And the way he did it, though, like, uh, well, one of the one of the series had Grant from Mythbusters. Okay. Be Sulu. Ah. And so they did a yes. very, very nice uh, memorial when he passed away. Sulu's dead? No, no. Uh, Grant. Oh, I was going to say, what? I missed, I, I, how did I miss that? Yeah, it was another Star Trek announcement on Star Trek Day. But Guys, no, uh, Sulu's oh been dead for two years, but we just wanted to wait till the 55th anniversary of Star Trek. It, it, just, it was more poignant that way. Yeah, it just it felt bigger. But uh, so they had an episode, though, where Sulu gets trapped in the past or through this old, time warp thing. And, and so when he comes Sulu. Yeah, so when he comes out of the transporter, he's, he's George Takei. Oh, my. Who's you know he's got like a tattered uniform and stuff, and he's I'm all so, old and long hair, and it's just I'm like so old. <laughs> oh, look how old I am! Oh my. my! I never thought I would be this old. They did an episode where uh, Chekhov got old, and they got Walter Koenig. So all they basically back. did was just get people. Like it's they just made people old. Well, no, uh, Tasha Yar was in got, an episode, and she plays old. a different character. What the fuck else is she doing? Yeah, she's not doing anything. And uh, it was it was just really cool how they continued Tasha some Yara of the just showed lines. up and she was like, in this storyline, I never left and I got to be in all the movies and stuff and my life was so much better. <laughs> and and Worf never got to be the breakout character that you all know and love. Oh my. Like they have all of the old actors show up <laughs> at the same episode. <laughs> it's like, no. Grumpier old men. <laughs> Grumpier old Star Trek. I'd like to see a grumpier old men, but with uh, Sulu and Chekhov. Just be like the two guys in the Muppet show sitting in the, in the yeah. balcony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just criticizing everything the new crew does. This is all this lens flare. <laughs> what are they in an Apple store? This is ridiculous. See, if Picard was more like that, I'd probably watch it. Probably. Ooh. Ooh, bye. <laughs> I would like Picard to go back in time and meet Picard and be like, man, I look exactly the same. This is really weird. I'm, I haven't aged a day in 40 years. Good job, me. But I do so, have but I do have weird old man voice now, which is odd. He has the benefit that Steve Martin has. That, you know, like when I first was introduced to Steve Martin back in the 70s, he was already gray. Yes. So it's like, how old is he? I don't know. Yeah. Like he is literally like, I think there's one movie where they had him dye his hair brown. Oh, that was uh, 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 My Blue Heaven, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. Really? It looked weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, it, the, the brown hair threw me off. Arugula. It's a vegetable. Arugula. I haven't, I haven't had arugula in six weeks. I'll check it out. What's arugula? It's a vegetable. Wait, the part in the grocery store is great. Is that the one with the little girl? With Rick, no, Rick Moranis is in it. Oh, okay. It's him and Rick Moranis, and he's he's a mob guy who who rats on the ma on the family. I got you. I have seen that one. So yes, there's two movies where he has brown. Well, hair. in in um uh, uh Little Shop of Horrors, he has black hair because he's a mm. the rockabilly dentist who's high on oh, the laughing gas. That's right. Mm-hmm. So three movies now. I am your dentist. That's my favorite scene of the whole movie. I just love that that how they've cast that the dentist. Because like the original scene, the the patient was Jack Nicholson. Yes, and then in this, you know, it's it's always somebody that I like knew, and it was just I don't know. Bill Murray was the patient in the movie. In the new one, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not new because it came out like in nineteen eighty five. Well, so, the newer of the two. Yes, Little Shop of Horrors is one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite things. I remember even as a kid loving that movie so much. That was because I I saw the original before I saw the remake. Oh, see, I've never even seen the original. Is the original a musical as well? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Same songs and everything? I think uh, so. Now I don't know. I, 
I thought it was pretty. It was uh, pretty faithful. much a yeah, like a, a shot for shot almost in some scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, some minor variations, but oh my! My brain oh is telling me it was my. in black and white, but I yes. don't know if okay. I don't know if I'm just like, oh, it's old. Therefore, it must have been in black and white. I don't oh, direct, know. Uh, directed by Frank Oz. I didn't know that. Oh, the the newer one. Okay, so yeah. okay, so Little Shop of Horrors, the '86, uh, is a horror God. black comedy musical directed by Frank Oz. It's a film adaptation of the 1982 Off Broadway musical of the same name, um, and is in turn a remake of the 1960 film Little Shop of Horrors, directed by Roger Corman. Okay. Oh. Did not know that that was a Corman film. Oh, okay. So um, Dennis McDougal suggests Griffin may have been influenced by Arthur C. Clarke's 1956 short story, The Reluctant Orchid, which was in turn inspired by the 1905 H.G. Wells story, The Flowering of the Strange Orchid. So there you go. It all goes back to 1905, which... It all all goes back to H.G. Wells somehow. Well, no, Bob... We're missing out on the thing that you should notice with that. 1905 was also the year that Royal Crown Cola was introduced. Oh, well. Oh. Together. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I feel like that's just my role in the show now. (laughs) Just sit back and wait for my chance to say, wow. It's really good, too. You just punctuate the wows. But, uh, now I really want to watch Little Shop of Horrors. It's such a great mm-hmm. movie. I've been watching a lot of old movies lately. I wonder if my kids could watch Little Shop of Horrors. Probably, right? Like it's not rated R or anything, is it? Was it PG yeah. back in 86? I mean, it's got a, they've got it's got really good songs. Mm-hmm. You might want to watch it yourself first just in case. Yeah, there could be some like <clears throat> well, I guess there are some points where I guess it's implied that uh, well, it's not even really implied that Steve Martin, doc- the doctor, be beaten Aubrey because that's why he feed. That's why Seymour feeds the doctor to the the plant because he beats her and stuff. I thought the the dentist is the dentist is Steve Martin. He's an abusive right. boyfriend to Aubrey, the girl that Rick Moranis is in love in. But he's also a masochist, right? Yeah. And then the that's why the the patient well, she, yeah but she's got a but that, I remember at one point she's got a black eye and oh. that's that's where the song like I need blood and he's got more than enough you need blood and he's got more than he's so nasty treating her rough and all that stuff is, is yeah, this yeah. like the eighty six version of yeah, Hamilton everybody was going around singing the songs no I just remember that song specifically because I remember the one part in the in the movie where the the plant is jumping up and down and it's like banging on the floor I don't know why I remember that it's just weird I just remember being very racy feed me Seymour (laughs) I love the the (laughs) voice of the plant yeah who is the voice of the plant Uh, Levi Stubbs is the voice of the plant is that that cowboy no, he was in the Four Tops. Oh, he was an American baritone singer, uh, best known for the lead vocalist of the Four Tops. Okay, there you go. He played Aubrey to the Alien Plant in the 1986 uh, horror musical comedy Little Shop of Horrors. I was always afraid to get a Venus flytrap because of that movie. Well, I mean, because it would eat you. Yeah, I don't, I don't need it to come alive and be like, "Oh, dinner!" Like, there's not enough flies. I'm like, it's Alabama. How can there not be enough flies? We're on a farm. You're fine. So this one website says it's ages. Parents and kids say ages 10 and up, but the website itself says 12 and up. Okay. So I never go by what the rating is. I mean, as long as there's not sex in it, the it's violence one of those, is fine. It's the kind of site where like people go on and make comments and say like, oh, it has this, you know. Uh, okay. Well, that's a pretty cool site. It's uh, commonsensemedia.org. Okay. okay. So which church runs that, you fucking fascist trying to censor my life? <laughs> fascist. You know, I I was afraid to say the name of it because I was like, I feel like I'm just pushing some right-wing Christian Sponsored by here. Breitbart. <laughs> yeah, right. Whoops. Damn it. I'm having a rough time. It's okay. We all are at some mm-hmm. points. So I like Star Trek. Oh, hey, what are, well, I don't know if we want to talk about that here, but Voyager is leaving Netflix at the end of the month. Yeah, it's probably Uh-oh. just, it's going to Paramount Plus, isn't it? I believe so. I mean, that's fine. I have Paramount Plus. I don't care. Yeah. Just a, as a warning to the fans. 
yeah uh you might want to watch ahead a few episodes until we can make the transition cold fire so yeah so then she um uh Cass gets like fire powers and starts burning everything down and she okay i mean the scene where she so almost cool. ki- this the scene where she almost kills neelix or excuse me not neelix that's Tuvok. Uh, wishful Freudian, thinking. Yes, wishful thinking. Uh, she never show us kills Tuvok is so cool. Um, I, I was... thought it was going to be a dream, like she was having like a, a yes. freak out, and then it's like cut to the next scene. He's in sick bay, and I'm like, that is oh. so awesome. Yeah, that was really, really great. That but, I would, I'm going to go so far as to say, I think that kind of saved the episode for me. Mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. clearly the highlight of the episode like the fact that he like she boils his blood because he th- like he's teaching her um how to reach out with her mind by not taking the vaccine and stuff because there's like trackers in there and they came out and changes your dna and the vaccine will also i don't know if you guys know this but it, it'll make women barren so that's why you can't take it but he's teaching her that through her mind bullets and how to so use the lithium crystals to heal the virus. Yeah, you got to take horse pills to, like, literal horse pills. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan's an idiot. But, um, but yeah, so she's using her mind to, like, to move a cup. So she's, she's like, has the force, kind of. It's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and he's being her Yoda. And he teaches her how to, like, heat up the molecules in the water. And she's able to make the cup boil. Like so now she goes to show Tuvok. And she can't control it, and Tuvok's blood boils. <laughs> like, literally boils. Like, his eyes are all fucked up, and his skin's bursting, and it's... I'm like, that would be the greatest Tuvok Halloween costume. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I go to a con once this great American nightmare is over, and I see anybody cosplaying as boiling blood Tuvok... I'll buy them lunch, like at the convention. I'll mm-hmm. buy them convention, like chicken fingers and a Coke <laughs> at convention. At our, well, they don't serve RC Cola at oh. uh, the convention center. They should. they should. They'd get more sales. But because uh, that that look was the most awesome. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, and it was just so intense, though. I, my brain automatically was like. She's going to, you know, snap out of it and be like, oh, my God, I had such a horrible vision. Yes. Nope. You know, I appreciate it is because this was the first. Well, it's one of very few times in this se- this show that I felt like there was actual danger that, uh-huh. you know, something bad actually happened instead of just like, oh, everything's OK, I guess. OK. And it just all kind of blows over and goes away like he was actually really hurt. I was like, yeah. Oh gonna have to recover for a while yeah like it's it's the whole idea of his blood boiling and all this stuff and his eyes turn and his skin bubbles out and then the next scene he's just fine well you know sick bay in that scene the doctor's like you're gonna have to be on light duty for a while just last week there was a pregnant woman and he's like get back to work you well we we all know why that is jenny (laughs) i mean come on and you know it's just like yeah, you got something growing in you, but you kind of brought that on yourself. His yeah. blood was boiling. You know, this this is this this ain't space Texas. We can I take care of the situation. I thought bodies had a way of shutting those kind of things down. No, <laughs> I don't. I guess not. We 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 were both going for I think the same family of joke there, because <laughs> you can't do that in space Texas. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's just and like. All the time, though, we see like O'Brien dislocating his shoulder, and she's like, "All right, I take it, take it easy the rest of the day." And it's like, okay, just you know, woo, 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 woo. yeah, you broke your leg, and it's it's you're getting healed faster than Harry Potter. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that scene. That to me, that made the whole episode because yep. uh, I don't want to say some of the episode dragged, but some of the episode dragged. I liked Avionics where he gets her to, you know, it's like, oh, look, you can make everything grow faster. And that was cool. But then uh, it's like, you know, a few scenes later where he's like, oh, yeah, explore your firepower. Ooh, and she has a little fire tornado. And then she's surprised after she has her firegasm, looks around and the whole room is like cindered out. She cooked all the vegetables. And it's just like, but they're all burnt. That makes me sad. 
it was yeah, it was weird that she got these weird fire powers. I don't understand like how heating liquid in in a cup translated into her being like the fire starter. <laughs> fire. You know, like I don't I don't really get that part of it. But again, I don't want to say it dragged, but there were parts of it where I was like and I watched half of it from the week before and I was like, cool, I only have to watch 25 minutes. And that was the longest 25 minutes of my whole life. I was like, wow, man. Like, you needed what? that momentum to push you through it. I was, man, I was hard. I was, check, I, I was watching on my phone in regular speed and every, what felt like 45 minutes, I'd click on to see how much time it had been. And it had been like two minutes. And I'm like, oh my God. This see, is I folded laundry while I was watching it. Oh, that's good. Made it just breeze by. Yeah, because then you got like, okay, I gotta, I gotta set, I gotta put my socks together. Who's, mm -hmm. who's, whose shoes are, whose shorts are these? I don't know. It's very hard to tell. These days. Yeah, that wacky Kess. Well, it's because they, 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 they have, they have burn marks on them. Yeah, that's why. Because she set everything on fire. Everything. But some of the episodes just dragged, man. I didn't really understand like, why they never really made it clear why. Uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh, Space Rush Limbaugh wanted Kess. Was it because yeah. he wanted to like have make sex with her, or did he want her for her power or for both? Her potential I think power. I, think I just I want to help her go to the next level. I mean, come on, man! Like, yeah, because yeah. I mean, you could have just done that without being creepy. But I mean, he's like a, a Okampa Pokemon trainer, and she's fire type. And he's like, oh, I don't have one of those yet. I need to collect one of those. <laughs> but I got the water type back at my place. <laughs> I could go for that. I felt like he was like like Ryan Adams kind of grooming her in a way like, I can make you so much better if you just come with me. You know, yes. I, I was I was getting a lot of that weird vibe. I definitely got a vibe from that. And I felt like that was maybe why he was teaching her how to like how to make the fire but not how to control it he's like oh you're gonna come back with me if you really want to learn how to control it yeah how to do it I, can right. you. I can help you control the fire in yeah. your loins. maybe the fire was a metaphor for sex it's the fire next time because fire is a metaphor for sex Fires I think the word firegasm that you used was uh, yeah, pretty, pretty appropriate. Firegasm. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It was okay. Like, I, uh, some of it dragged. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this episode. Okay, so I accidentally watched next week's episode because okay. I forgot that we didn't record mm. last week. Mm -hmm. So when you said, hey, what episode? And I'm like, oh, it's Maneuvers. And then you're like, no, I think it's Cold Fire. And I'm like... Oh yeah. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I should probably re I'll just put it on the background and I'll be doing other stuff. And then it'll, you know, kind of refresh my memory. And I'm like, not even five minutes. Like I was barely to the the opening credits. And I'm like, you know what? I'm 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 good. I'm I'm good. Like I don't want to do it again. <laughs> See, I mean I I, I didn't I hate it, but I, I didn't want to do it again. I was very tuned out for like the first half. The mm -hmm. second half, getting like kind of trippy, and she's like zooming in on the molecules and shit, and controlling things and setting things on fire. Then I'm in, and it started turning into like a horror movie when uh, the little girl was like, you know, trying to kill everyone. Yeah, yeah. that because was cool too. The second caretaker shows up when they go to that area of space, and she shows up as a little girl, which was good. You know, I like, though, on the way there, Tuvok is like, hey, just so you know, I'm working on this thing that can like a we can use as a gun against them just in case. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not saying we're we, you know, we're violent, but, uh, you know, my blood just recently boiled. So I'd like to <laughs> just prevent that. I'm not saying we should kill her, but if it comes down to it, we just saying totally if, if kill her. if we have to. If, we if have she to, gets we sassy, <laughs> Jesus. Do you remember the first caretaker with the big needles in her stomachs? Yeah. Am I? Did anybody else forget that? I think we should kill them all. Just, just in case. Look, how about I just stun her real hard, and when she goes down, we can make the choice to kill her or not. Kim's got some rocks. He's got some of the bridge rocks, and fair. and we can uh, just you know, just in case. I think that's fair. That's that's mm -hmm. that's a, a solid plan. decision. 
look, I'm just going to put these big bags of rocks in the ceiling in engineering. <laughs> right? If it comes to it and the gun doesn't work, I can flip the switch and the dro- the the rocks will drop. And I'm saying that's I mean that's a pretty big if. I mean just What if you, what if you got like a giant anvil from Acme and put that over there? Yeah. I'm thinking that's like Tom Paris's suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Like Mr. 1950s is like we need an anvil and a giant rocket and Both some roller skates. <laughs> yes. Like, what's going on, Tom? Do you think if we just painted a door over <laughs> there on the wall that she would run into it? No, we paint the door, right? And it's a wall. But then behind that wall is the airlock. Oh. In case she phases through the wall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she goes out the airlock. Good plan. I like this. And then in the airlock, we take a big bag of rocks. <laughs> so when she goes out the airlock, the rocks go with her. And they yeah, that's, yeah, that's that way. There's vacuum of space and rocks, which is, I mean, that's a double whammy. Double that's death. like that's like a meteor. Yeah, that's really good, guys. Let's All right. go with the rocks. Where are we getting the rocks from? We'll just replicate them. Oh no, 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 there's, there's. So I've been watching videos of like different critique videos of star trek and so something that all the series have in common uh, is apparently all throughout the ship there's fucking rocks uh, because every time there's an explosion there's these big chunks of rock all around on the bridge and it's like sense. where do oh. fucking rocks come from it's a metal ship with the whales the rocks and the whales go together mm-hmm. so i just think we you know they just have all this like volcanic rock hidden around the ship. You got bridge rocks. You got them up in the engineering in the overhead. Makes sense. You need them. You just pull the little trigger and, and rocks. Bammo. Take down the enemy. Bam. Rocks. But then eventually <laughs> we have um uh they they manage to fight off the the caretaker mm-hmm. and uh, uh she uses Kess uses her power against um Tannis like because he does something mean to Neelix and she gets real mad and then she like makes his eyes start to bleed a lot of blood in this episode a lot of blood a lot of blood a lot of blood so this was like the first or second week of November when this aired so I would have thought you know Halloween episode this would have been a good Halloween episode but so yeah 13th of November yeah, so it's a little past Halloween, remember, but it's yeah. it's clearly like the most horror I can remember on a Star Trek episode in a really long time because mm-hmm. there's there's lots of blood. Like, I mean, the whole scene with uh, Tuvok is just great. Yeah. Like, oh man, it's really good. Um, so they had some really good. I wish they would have gotten to the horror elements of the show a little bit quicker because once they did that, it got really fun. Like the whole scene where she walks in to engineering because they keep calling people down to engineering and the captain finally goes down there and she can't find anybody. She finds a little girl crying and she looks up and, and they're hanging like there's the blood dripping on her shoulder. It was awesome. And she looks and then looks up and then it's just like. They're like levitating from the ceiling, and you're like, "This is amazing!" Like it was really good, but it just took mm-hmm. too long to get there. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying there's a lot of really like questionable stuff. Ten more. Like, what do you minutes? mean questionable, Jenny? Like the why does he want her? Like what? And he yeah, said something yeah. about like they made a connection with her. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it makes no sense. Sorry, Ben. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. You can talk now. I'm allowing you. Jenny allowed it. I'll allow it too. Ben's got to drink his Royal Crown Cola. He's got to power up. <sighs> Makes me feel better. But yeah, I just don't know. Um, if they Ben said like if they would have had ten more minutes, no, no, I think if they would have cut ten minutes of the the other stuff out. No, I said like add ten minutes of horror. Yes, exactly. Because mm-hmm. would that be enough to to get it? to a tipping point faster yeah because i think 15 minutes might be too much of the episode because that takes you like into over half like it would have been it would have been cool like if other people on the ship like the first time she's bubbling over the water like some Mm -hmm. somebody on the ship i don't know who just starts getting all like they can't figure out why workout guy yeah workout guy he's like i was working out really hard i just thought when i was getting hot because i was working out so hard 
but then I noticed, you know, I don't I'm, usually get this hot. I normally don't. I normally get hot when I work out, but I normally don't get this bloody. It jumped and, like 13 C. <laughs> <laughs> then I started bleeding out of my eyes and I'm not really sure why that happened. I mean, I was working out so hard. It's true. But yeah, it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. it but I fun. did. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I didn't like the first half, but the second half really picked up. So I was asked, so how's the episode today? And I was like, eh. And I was like, you know what? No, it's actually pretty good. Like, yeah. just by default, I'm just like, meh. See, I think that, Jenny, Jenny, that's a really good point because I think I've been trying to get out of that because I just have this negative connotation when it comes to the show. So I've actually been actively going like, no, I'm going to try to be more positive when it comes mm-hmm. to this episode, for to these episodes. So I'm just going to be like, it's an episode. I am not going to be like, meh, but I'm just going to be like, meh, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, it's like, I, I also enjoy that they're like finally carrying on the caretaker story. I mean, it's probably been since the first episode that they even mentioned it. Yeah. Well, they yeah. they may have mentioned it here and there, but like in passing. And now so we have. So, oh, go ahead, Ben. Well, this was the twenty sixth episode made, or twenty fifth. I'm sorry. So this is the twenty fifth episode. So if this had been a regular series of Star Trek instead of a mid season replacement with half a season. This would have been, you know, this is like the first season's worth of stuff. Yeah. And so it's just like, for me, it felt kind of, eh, because it's like, we're already doing flashbacks to the first episode. You know, we're half of the season into the second season. So, yeah, but you And see- we already have to be like, hey, remember less than a year ago? this other episode happened do you say that but it's it's not really a flat i feel like it's a callback like they're doing uh they're doing a callback to like okay that caretaker thing remember that, that right can get, but that can don't get us but home why faster. do we have the recap yeah i don't know about that i agree you know I it's agree. just like we should be able, but okay so i take that back because this is 1995 you may have been able to have seen that first episode twice, maybe three times, depending yeah. on where you live, because then of reruns. Then it disappeared forever. And then it's gone. Yeah. So this isn't the world of streaming. So I need to retract that because back we then, just watched it like a few months ago. Yeah. But it's been like a year and a half for them. No, it's only been eleven day. months back in the day. But still, like the, mm-hmm. the 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 show premiered January of ninety five, and this episode aired halfway through November of ninety five. Okay. So, you know, Jenny's in high school going, I'm going to skip school and watch Voyager. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. <laughs> that's, what, that's what all you kids did back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Wear my Doc Martens, my flannel shirt. I'm going to skip school and watch Voyager. Yeah, buddy. Because it's got a lady captain. And that <laughs> means girl power. And dames can do anything guys can do. Except pee standing up. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, you, can, you don't I know just... you don't know the right women. Because... I mean, I I could, I just I would be a mess afterwards. I Listen, think... To be fair, I can be standing up, and I always sit down. <laughs> I knew a, this lady bosun's mate in the navy that could do it. Like she pushed past us one time into the men's bathroom, and was just like stand. I gotta pee, and right there at the urinal, and nobody complained because we thought it was the greatest thing ever. That is kind of amazing. Yeah. Well, we've learned a lot today. Yeah. Her wife was hot. Learning is fun. Yeah. Um, Stupid. Yeah. So, no, I I wanted to hate the episode because it just, eh, the way it started out, but then I just kind of, like you guys, I got sucked into it. Yeah. And, And the Tuvok thing. I I 100% agree that saved it. But yeah, the horror bit was good. Mhm. I liked it. Yeah. I think I would give this a uh like I don't love it, but I think I would definitely give it a 6.5. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I would say probably a 7. Oh wow. How about that? Wow. <laughs> I'd probably say a six and a half. Because it was good. Like I just again, I just wish they would have got to the horror stuff sooner. Yeah, and stayed longer. Yeah, yeah. 
that I was think, the only, that was the only thing that didn't do it for me. I think Voyager has some horror episodes that are pretty good coming up, but well, this was a really good one, so mm-hmm. definitely recommend this episode to people. Yeah, I could see this being one that you like. Oh, this is this is one of the ones you should watch. Yeah, yeah. watch the last caretaker episode and then this one. Well, that's the thing is again episodic. That that's that's the bonus of Voyager. Like all through the first you know season and a half, you know, there's all these major episodes that pop up that I'm like, yeah, I thought that was like fifth season. I thought that was yeah. like fourth season. Okay. It's just, it's episodic. It could have been. I mean, other than Kess leaves and Seven of Nine shows up, as long, like, as long as you're in 90% of the episodes where Kess was there or 90% of the episodes where Seven was there, it doesn't matter what season you're watching. Yeah. So this was definitely a good one to, to pull somebody in with. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is like the Star Trek horror series? No. Just this one. I wish it was. That'd be amazing. Like Event Horizon on Star Trek. Yeah, that did it did feel like Event Horizon. You're right about that, Jenny. You're that totally would be right. Cool. Yeah. That would be cool. All right. Well, that's the episode, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week. Uh Ben, you're not gonna be able to join us though because of the holiday, correct? Uh that's right. Shomer Chavez, you don't know fucking roll. I don't, no, it's Sandy Sandy Koufax. I know. I'm just being. I'm just doing the Big Lebowski. That's all. It's Yom Kipper. I don't. I don't. I don't pitch Shomer on Chavez. Uh, yeah. Shomer Chavez. I don't drive a car. I don't answer the phone. I sure shit don't fucking roll. Shomer don't Chavez. roll on Chavez. <laughs> I think we'll watch that movie again. I know. Nice marmot. I, I sure shit don't fucking roll. <laughs> you're not even jewish you converted to marry her <laughs> all right so thank you guys very much for for listening we'll talk to you uh next week ben enjoy shomer chavez enjoy okay. yom enjoy yom kippur well, yeah. do you have any do you have any plans what do you do on yom kippur for us gentiles who don't know much about you it? fast and repent for your sins from oh. the previous years hmm. all right well that's, that's like cool so it's just like one day 27 hours of not eating or drinking anything. I mean, so how do you prepare for that? Like, that's got to be like for your blood, your blood sugars. Well, so carb up. But then the other thing is drink an insane amount of water for the last two weeks. Like leading up to it, I've just been hydrating like hell. And it just, it really. Water? Huh? You can't even drink water? No, nothing by mouth unless you have a medical condition. So I have to time out when I take my heart pill so that it, it, I get that least impact as possible, but anything that's, that's medical, you can usually be like, Nope, that, you know, yeah, you you can do that, but no. So traditionally it's 27 hours and, uh, and a lot of it. So the thing that makes it goes easier is that you're in synagogue all day. So you like, you know, for the majority, you go in, in in the evening and there's a shortish service, uh, Konidre, which if you ever watched the jazz singer, that was the service that he sings. And I think the Neil Diamond version of Konidre is one of my favorite versions of that song, which this is, is Neil Diamond insane. Um, the next day you're in service pretty much, God, from like nine in the morning until one in the afternoon. Uh, then you come home for a couple hours and then you go back for the evening service again. So you're in synagogue for like six hours or some craziness. Yeah. And it makes it go faster because you're sitting there starving with everybody else. So it's a misery loves company. Yes. Right. And you know, it, you afflict your soul. There's penance and, uh, you know, I, I think Catholics do, what is it? 40 days of, of Lent but we don't pay retail for sin. We get it wholesale. So it's one day and we're that's done. That's a John, that's a John Stewart joke. I love it. I love my, that one John of my Stewart favorites. I, I believe it says, even in sin, you're paying retail like this. <laughs> that's a great joke. All right. Well, you guys, uh, Jenny, we'll talk to you next week. Ben, enjoy your, your fasting and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon guys. Thank you for listening. Good night. Hey. How's that soy latte coming? There you go.